Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. amazing to be with each of you wherever you may be. I thank Pastor Hollingsworth for allowing me to stand in his stead (laughs) right now and I'm just excited to even know that you are watching and so I always tell people online worship does not have to be distant. Let us know you're watching. Like, post, reshare, say amen Give us the spiritual hands. You can do all that from right where you are. And so, my friends, as we continue in worship, I invite your attention to Psalm 90 today. And I'd love it if you would consider with me the thought, it's on you, God. Again, I say, it's on you, God. Friends, it's no secret But many of us understand greatly that life is a gift. But may we never forget that Koheleth told us in Ecclesiastes that life is also a vapor. The life we live should be intentional, but it's not always, is it? We put off for tomorrow what should be done today. We find it challenging to be fully present because we are focused on other situations at the moment. We neglect to recharge or to stop to spend time with family or friends. Why? Because we increasingly are fearing missing out. Yet we desperately need to be taught, as the psalmist tells us today, to number our days that our hearts may be full of wisdom. God gifts us with life and also hope. God is in charge even when we love to tell ourselves that we are. Yet for a moment, slow down, pause, and breathe a breath prayer with me. Inhale, exhale, and say, it's on you, God. Let's try it again. Inhale, exhale, and say, it's on you, God. You see, this psalm in Psalm 90 is a beautiful prayer by Moses. This prayerful psalm mentions the oppressors that Moses encountered, but Moses continues praising God who defeated them all. This prayer reminds us, however, of our human frailty and weakness, but it also reminds us of God's great power. You see, this wisdom song and community complaint is a mixture of what I would like to call sorrow, but also delight. As this psalm prescribes the perspective that our God supervises, our God secures, but never forget, our God also saves all of us who are willing to trust in God. Friends, it's in the tip of this psalm that we notice God's expansive power described by Moses. 
Moses beautifully describes the expansive power of God sharing that wherever he has traveled, God has been right there with him. God has been his dwelling place for all of his life. Moses communicates the timeless essence of God by stating that God gave birth to the world. He created everything. And as we listen to Moses' words as he describes God's expansive power, you lead directly into the New Testament and are reminded by Paul's words in Colossians. It's in Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 where we are hearing an echo, if you will, of God's expansive power. Paul said, God is before all things and in him all things are held together. You see, the expansive power of God is broad enough to cover all of us. The expansive power of God is specific enough to intricately form us. The expansive power of God travels with us, it steers us, and it even gets us out of much of danger. You see, the expansive power of God that Moses is praying about is only one characteristic of God. But it's a powerful characteristic. This expansive power of God helps us to have faith in waiting, hope in chaos, and love in the midst of tragedy for God. Why? Because God's expansive power travels with us, but it's also within us. You see, hearing the prayer of Moses in Psalm 90, it reminds us that God is not confined to our decisions nor just our desires. God is able to develop the least of these, but also able to humble the great. God is able to do all things, and God, his power is unmatched, but it's also unrivaled. This shows us that life situations do not stop the sovereign and that our life and challenges never catch God by surprise. God is active, God's aware, and his expansive power is always activated on his children's behalf. Moses, in his prayer life, is showing us that he's awed by God's expansive power, but yet Moses is captivated by God's sovereignty. Listen to Moses' words beginning at verse 3. Moses says, God, you turn us back to dust and say, Turn back, you mortals, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. You sweep them away, they are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. From birth, death, and beyond, God is with us. Friends, God is sovereign. God oversees our lives, and Moses knows this firsthand, and he says it. Guess what, God? I know you reign. You're above all. Friends, in Psalm 90, Moses communicates to us that God has dominion over all and wills as God chooses God plans and causes these plans to come to life. God is the judge and exercises his sovereignty in many ways. Friends, don't get hiccuped or tripped up by this theological term sovereignty. You just think about it just like this. God allows life situations to take their course or God can choose to intervene. Why? Because God is sovereign. 
God can heal while allowing those we love to remain with us on earth, or God can heal and allow those we love to spend eternity with him in heaven. Why? Because God is sovereign. God's sovereignty is where God makes the decision and shows all of creation that God is in charge. See, in our frailty and weakness, we often forget the sovereignty of God. I love to compare God's sovereignty to bleach. That's something, isn't it? (laughs) Bleach, you see, is mixed with other cleaning products as it kills most germs and cleans just about anything. This loud, potent smell is somewhat weakened by pine saw. Try it. (laughs) But if by chance you quiet the smell, the impact remains the same. If you don't believe me, allow the mixture of any cleaning product mixed with bleach on your clothing and the discoloration of your clothing, I promise, will not be pretty. Friends, this teaches us that the power of bleach does not go away even if the smell is not as loud. Neither does God's sovereignty weaken or dissolve based on our circumstance or experience. God is in charge, and he's always lovingly supervising the lives of his children. Friends, Moses in Psalm 90 has taught us that God is sovereign. God has expansive power, but I love how he pivots in the third movement because he names God as the great revealer. See, it's in verses 7 through 12 where we are able to see that God is great at uncovering and revealing to us certain things. God reveals our wrongs. He reveals our traits. He reveals characteristics. He even reveals blessings that we need to embrace, to change, or reflect upon. It's here in Psalm 90 in the third movement beginning at verse 7 where Moses speaks about how God revealed his anger and wrath to Israel. And this collectively left them down and dismayed. But yet in the midst of experiencing the wrath of God, their secret sins are laid bare for God and the world to see. This act of revealing has left them with no words. I mean, all they can do is simply sigh. They just say, (sighs) see, as God reveals, Moses reflects on the brevity of life and how we can be here today and gone tomorrow. Moses admits that the span of life is a mystery, but so are some of the different characteristics of God. God reveals much to us, but here, friends, God does not always reveal everything. And this leads Moses to say in verse 12, So teach us, God, to count our days, that we may gain a heart full of wisdom. Friends, in recent days, we've noticed very much that life is short. This came and tiptoed right on my front porch as my high school lost their principal, Jamar Robinson and Anne-Mari Robinson, this week while they were on vacation. This principal gave his life to making kids understand that they were important and that they were noticed, and most of all, they were God's child. Friends, I've 
watched our high school go in and out of principals, but there was no principal like Principal Robinson. But Principal Robinson and his wife's life speak to me right now as I look at Psalm 90. Because Principal Robinson maximized the moments that God gave him. Principal Robinson and his wife maximized the moments and and the people that were entrusted to him. And even as we read Psalm 90 at this moment, I believe that's what Moses is saying. Moses is asking us to ask the question of how can we maximize the moments that God gives us? Many of us love to ask God for more moments, but it's not that we need to ask God for more moments. Instead, we need to maximize the moments that God gives. Friends, how are you living? Friends, are you maximizing the moments with your loved ones? If you want to know how to maximize a moment, it could look like spending time with your family or friends. It could be praying to God for wisdom or forgiving someone. Friends, here it is. It could even be humbling yourself and asking someone to forgive you. But we maximize our moments by being intentional, living life on purpose in every moment. Not putting off tomorrow what should be done today. God has revealed the brevity of life to Moses. And Moses and our current situation reminds us of this same sentiment. God is a great revealer. God has expansive power. But yet, friends, never forget that we as humanity are all in desperate need of God's providence. I promise I'm not lying. It's in the text in verses 13 through 17. But providence, again, is one of those theological terms, you know, that hiccups people. I always love to tell people that the church has a whole lot of language that many of the people that go to church don't even know what it means. So let's talk about providence. You know what providence is? It's divine care that comes only from God. You see, each day there are numerous needs that each of us come to God knowingly or unknowingly and ask God to provide for If you don't believe me, you think about this. We need the love of God to be in action to wake us up and to comfort us through our emotional needs. We need the power of God to remain activated in our lives so that God will tend to the various challenges and difficulties that life presents. We need God's providence on display to care for us as we make the wrong decisions. We need God's providence to care for us when we unknowingly place ourselves even in harm's way. And we need God's providence to care for us as we delve into short-sighted choices with long-term consequences. Friends, we need God's providence, and Moses knew this all too well because he looked at his situation and he knew he was in desperate need of God's providence. And in verse 13, he shouts out, How long, Lord? Are we not doing the same thing as we look out and we wonder how long, Lord, will this be? How long, Lord, will these pews be empty? How long, Lord, will people keep dying? How long, Lord, we need your providence? Moses 
is like all of humanity in desperate need of the divine care that comes from God. Moses asked that God would satisfy us in the morning with his love and make us glad for as many days or more as we have seen evil. Is not that our prayer right now? Moses is asking God for life to be better and that life would be filled like a jelly donut with hope and love. He's asking for God's providence and power to be witnessed throughout the world and to all of humanity. But yet I love how he ends this song. Because in verse 17, he says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and prosper for us the work of our hands. Oh, prosper for us the work of our hands. Moses reminded us through this prayer in Psalm 90 that our time on earth is limited. But yet as Moses declares throughout this prayer, Every day, we stand in the need of God's expansive power to cover our lives. We stand in the need of noticing God's sovereignty. We stand in the need of knowing God as a great revealer. But we also stand in the need of always wallowing, rolling around in, and saturating our life with God's providence. Friends, recently I was told a story about a little girl who got the bright idea to make breakfast for her mother and her father. She spent quite some time banging pots, throwing flour around, mixing ingredients, and more. When her father and mother finally got up, they came to the kitchen, and the kitchen was a complete mess. But the little girl asked her father, I know the kitchen is a mess, but would you just read the sticky note that's on the counter? And it read, I know things seem like they are a mess now, but I'm working on something. Friends, life can seem a mess sometimes, but God's word assures us that in the midst of the mess, God is able to birth a miracle. In the midst of the mess, God proves that God is magnificent. God leaves us a note too on the counter of our lives, and it says, be still and just know I'm working on something even if life is a mess. Friends, our lives can parallel to Psalm 90 because Moses prayed in the midst of experiencing oppressors and likewise we pray in the midst of a pandemic. Moses prayed in the midst of turmoil and likewise we pray and petition to God for peace in our world. Life is messy. Life is challenging. But friends, be encouraged. We must keep praying. Because prayer to God unlocks the hope that God gives. And with hope, please believe it, we can make it through the mess. May God show us his expansive power, his sovereignty. May we come to know God as the great revealer. And may we experience God's providence. This we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.